2022, 605 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. Just Lauren this morning, which is for the best, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, you probably already know. Um, it is officially October, which means I'm just super extra. I just love October. I know there's a lot of Halloween lovers out there. My mom loves Halloween. My sister absolutely loves Halloween. I'm wearing a Halloween-themed sweatshirt right now. So I just woke up Saturday feeling good. I'm like, it is October 1st. It's going to be good. So many haunted houses to go to. So many scary movies to watch. So happy October to all who celebrate. But not going to feel too much like October this week. Actually feeling a lot warmer this morning than what we've seen, especially last week. Mostly cloudy today. A few sprinkles, a high of 70. And then as I'm looking towards the rest of the week, 70 tomorrow, high of 67 Wednesday. So not going to be super warm, but I mean, 70s in October, I will absolutely take it. So there you go. Your B105 buzz coming up. Happy Monday on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. Today, mostly cloudy with a few sprinkles possible and a high of 70. And it looks like for most of the week, we're going to be in those upper 60s. We're just going to round up to low 70s. So looking forward to that forecast. Something to be aware of. I wrote about this on Friday. A Minnesota city is warning residents of a scary phone scam. Now, I know you're probably rolling your eyes because you're like, there's always scams out there and whatnot. But these scammers are getting so sophisticated these days that I feel as though I would probably fall for something because you just don't know. You know, I get a zillion calls on my phone a day of scam calls. But if I happen to answer one. I don't know, maybe I'd fall for it. So this was reported in the city of Good Thunder, Minnesota. And um, they reported it late in September, basically. Um, People are getting phone calls. On the other end of the line is a male who tells a person who answered the phone. They're coming to get their $400. They say, hey, I'm here. In this case, they say, hey, I'm in Good Thunder, Minnesota. I'm coming to your house. And this is why I would probably fall for it, because I would be so scared that somebody was coming to my house. That's just not really something you hear scammers say. Um, thankfully, it never got to that, but you can read a little bit more because this could happen anywhere, especially in Minnesota. So you can read more, like I said, B105Country.com. And just a little note, Barker's Island Boat Launch in Superior is temporarily closing this week. So it's closed to all users today through Friday, October 7th. Of course, that's this coming Friday. Um, the reason is maintenance. While the boat launch is closed off, crews with the City of Superior will work to prepare the site and repave the parking lot. The good news is there are a, a bunch of other boat launches available for use in Superior. Um, Lewin's Foot Landing, North 21st Street. So if you wanted to do so, you can take a look at the list right now on our B105 app. Time now, 614 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. Coming up, Lady A, Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, and more. Good morning. Hey, it's Tony Hart. And if tender it is 623 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren today, actually a nice little warm up, a high of 70, mostly cloudy, a few sprinkles. I'm not going to lie, last week when it was much chillier, I guess you could say, um, I thought that there was no way we were going to get warm again, but it is feeling nice outside. So let's just take it and soak it in. Not really feeling like fall today, which is interesting because obviously it's October 3rd. That means that we're kind of spoiled. And it also means Halloween's right around the corner. I think we all know that um, it has snowed on Halloween before. It is often cold. It's just not out of the norm. Well, it's probably going to you know, cool off by then. But I came across a Halloween study I thought I would share quick. Very interesting. So the, this study is done every single year by CandyStore.com. Apparently, that's a website. And they always look at every state's favorite Halloween candy for that year. Apparently it changes. They have 15 years of data 
And so it's kind of legit. Um, but Minnesota has a new favorite this year, which I just do not understand. Um, number one is hot tamales. That is apparently Minnesotans favorite Halloween candy. What we're hoping to get, you know, well, I'm not going to say we, cause I'm not going to go trick or treating, but when you go trick or treating, if you're going to the store to buy candy, apparently hot tamales is number one. The last year's number one is now number two. That's Tootsie Pops followed by Skittles. I am much more inclined to go with Wisconsin on this one for their favorite. And you can find out what that is right now. B105country.com and our free B105 app is 637. Wow. 637 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. I got to drink more coffee, I guess. We have your brain teaser question, your chance to win Taco John's. We'll go over Friday's quick one in four motorists make this stop on their morning commute. The answer was to school. So there you go. Now we obviously have to talk about Halloween for the rest of the month. I think this is pretty easy. It's about Halloween candy. So how many pieces of candy does the average household give out on Halloween? How many pieces of candy does the average household give out on Halloween? It's, I mean, it's straightforward. I feel like this year because, you know, things are tight because everything's so expensive. It's not going to be a lot, but this is already not a lot. It's a low number. So low number. Just take a guess. 727-B105. How many pieces of candy does the average household give out on Halloween? Seriously, just take a guess. It's one of like probably the first thing that comes to your mind. 727-B105. 727-B105. How many pieces of candy does the average household give out on Halloween? Call me up and uh, yeah, you can celebrate Halloween early with Taco John's. That's all Time now is 6.42 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. We have a brain teaser question. Of course, it is Halloween-themed because, I mean, we got to celebrate all month long. How many pieces of candy does the average household give out on Halloween? So, um, I said it's low, and this is to each person. So, each trick-or-treater might be different this year, but let's go to the phone. B105, what do you think? I'm going to go with 60. 60? To each person? Oh, to each person, I'd say two. Okay, it is two. <laughs> I was like, wow, I want to oh. go to that house. Yeah. Well, I thought you meant like a uh, like couple bags of candy. Oh, no, to each person. So, But you got it right on your first guess, so congratulations. Who's this? Elliot. Elliot, are you going trick-or-treating? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, could, I, I couldn't I pass for anybody that's, you know, young yeah. enough to go trick-or-treating. Yeah, a couple years younger, yep. <laughs> <laughs> if only. All right, well, congratulations. Can you hang on a second? Yeah, for sure. Okay, there you go. How many pieces of candy does the average household give out to each trick-or-treater on Halloween? And the answer is two pieces. I don't know. I feel like candy's probably expensive this year. No king-size candy bars for anybody. But um, like I said, I don't go trick-or-treating. I wish that I could, but um, I think when you're 30, that there's like a cutoff there. You know what I mean? So there you go. The average household gives each trick-or-treater two pieces of candy. And uh, we'll see if that stands true this Halloween. Coming up, Lauren. I'm now at 6.50 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. And this was very scary news I saw over the weekend. So Saturday night, Hardy, he was at a big event. And his tour bus was traveling back to Nashville from Bristol, Tennessee when it crashed. And it was pretty serious. There was four people on the bus. Hardy says all were treated for significant injuries. He wrote a long message on social media. He says, I've been released from the hospital. 
but ordered by doctors to recover for the next few weeks, which means that his tour schedule might be impacted. He has been opening for Morgan Wallen on his dangerous tour. He said he will give us updates in the coming days, but he says that his bus driver, and this was Saturday when when he shared this, um, or over the weekend, so no updates since then, but at that time he said his bus driver was still in the hospital. He asked for prayers for him. He said his family's with him while he's being treated. We're all pulling and praying for him. So it does sound really, really serious. Um, We also thank the first responders that were there, medics and local and state officials. Um, So hopefully he's okay. That's so incredibly scary. And like I said, it sounds like it was very serious. Um, He didn't go into like what exact injuries he has, but obviously um, praying for everybody and his bus driver and hopefully he can recover and all of that. So you can read the full statement on our B105 app and hopefully Hardy will give us a little bit more of an update um, at some point this week or when he's feeling better. Jason Aldean, he shared a tribute over the weekend. Um, It was the five-year anniversary of the Route 91 Harvest Festival shooting, which I remember so, so, so vividly. I think I'd worked here for like three days. Just so devastating. Um, Obviously, Jason Aldean was on stage when everything started and he shared a photo of his crew and it looks like it's from that day he says my route 91 family five years later it's still a rough day thinking about all you guys today um i saw chris young posted something um a lot of country stars and then miranda lambert she also took part in a 5k she's in vegas right now of course for her residency and she said sending love and light to all the victims survivors first responders and all those affected um the 5k raised money for victims and local community organizations to help those victims in las vegas um And then she also, I saw a picture, put up the names of everybody who passed during a song um, during her Las Vegas residency as well. So you can read all about this, see the photos um, of Jason Aldean's tribute and Miranda on her free B105 app. And we're going to end with some happy news. Kelsey Ballerini, she surprised the crowd Saturday night. She's on her Heart First tour and... um, she was in Chicago. She says it's one of her favorite cities. She wanted to do something special. So she brought out Carly Pierce. Um, they sang their duet, which is on Kelsey's new album, Subject to Change. It's called You Are Drunk, Go Home. Kelsey um, asked Kelly Clarkson and Carly to be on it. Um, and then they sang it and they rocked it. No Kelly, but it sounds just as good as a duet as it does with all three. So there you go. Watch this. Terry's Rucker Wagon Wheel. It is 712 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren because we always talk about UFOs on the show. I thought I would mention the study I came across. Oh, by the way, I should also mention mostly cloudy, a few sprinkles today and a high of 70. So kind of spooky weather, which is perfect. So I don't even know why this website did this study. It's very random. Um, it's a, a, a website called lawnlove.com they do a bunch of studies and they came up with a list of the best states for ufo fans again not sure how people even you know find these studies these days but i was pretty interested to know that minnesota came in at number 31 we have so many like ufo sightings i feel like that ken and i talk about whether it's in the northland or minnesota in general wisconsin whatever it might be we came in at number 31 in minnesota and wisconsin actually did better at 27, but I also thought Wisconsin would be higher because they have the 
UFO capital of Wisconsin, or maybe it's even of the country, um, Elmwood. They have that big UFO festival. So I was pretty surprised about this. They looked at things like the most UFO sightings, the most UFO clubs and groups, the most alien conventions and festivals, and uh, the most communication towers per square mile, which is pretty fun. So obviously take it with a grain of salt, um, but I just thought that we would do a little bit better than that. You know, coming in at number 31 and 27, that's just not great. I thought we'd be way higher, but nonetheless, still kind of fun to look at just in time for Halloween. And you can read more on B105Country.com and our free B105 app. In the meantime, it's 714. Blake and Gwen coming up. Luke Holmes, John Party, and more. There have been days go by. It is 740 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. Mostly cloudy today, a few sprinkles and a high of 70. And that's pretty much what we're going to see over the next few days. So pretty warm for October 3rd. We'll take it. I have to talk about this because I was absolutely shocked. I think everybody will be. Everybody loves Tom Hanks, right? I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, he was one of the first celebrities to get COVID. And everybody panicked because they were like, we love Tom Hanks so much. Um, Everybody does. He has been in so many iconic movies. But he just did an interview where he said he only thinks that four movies of his are good. So he did a new interview with People Magazine, and he was asked about, you know, his different roles. And he basically said, no one knows how a movie's made. He says everyone thinks they do. He's also writing a book about this. Um, But he said, and I quote, I've made a ton of movies and four of them are pretty good, I think. And that's what he said. And he said, I'm still amazed how films come together. The whole process is a miracle. But I'm shocked by this because, of course, we know him as Forrest Gump. Um, He won an Oscar for that and for a movie called Philadelphia. He's also been nominated for Castaway, Saving Private Ryan, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, My favorite Tom Hanks movie is Captain Phillips. That is such a good movie. He was snubbed for an Oscar for that, but he has to. So I'm sure he's fine. But the worst part about this, aside from the fact that You know, he's been in so many amazing movies. He will not say which four he thinks are good. So, like, we can try to draw conclusions, but he's been nominated for so many Oscars, more Oscars than four. So which ones does he think are good? I don't know. You're going to have to use your imagination because he is very tight-lipped. He was asked about it. He was pushed about it. And he said, "Ah, I'm not going to say. So, I mean, we, we love somebody who's humble especially somebody like Tom Hanks, you know? So I think they're all good because he's Tom Hanks. But if I had to guess, I just, I don't even know where I'd start. So that was 748 on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. And I talked about this last hour, but it is definitely the biggest country music story. So I'll mention it again. Hardy, he was involved in a scary accident over the weekend. It was, it was somewhere in between Bristol, Tennessee and Nashville because he was performing a show in Bristol. He was headed back home. There was four people on the bus. He said all were treated for, quote, significant injuries. Now, he didn't go into detail about what those injuries exactly were, but he did say that he was in the hospital. He's been released, but ordered by doctors to recover for the next few weeks. He said that may impact his tour schedule. Obviously, that's very understandable. He also said that, quote, my team and I will keep fans updated on that as I rest in the coming days. He also asked for prayers for his bus driver, who at the time that he posted this statement over the weekend. He said that he was in the hospital. No update or word on if he still is, but he said his family is with him while he's being treated. We're all pulling and praying for him. So 
This was very serious, very, very serious. He also thanked first responders, medics, local and state officials for all of the help. And he said that they came really fast and just, you know, the situation would have been much more dire without them. So you can read his full statement on our B105 app. He is currently on Morgan Wallen's Dangerous Tour for some dates, but it looks like his tour schedule this month is pretty light. So hopefully he has, you know, the time he needs to rest and recover. We'll keep you updated on that. But on to happier news, Russell Dickerson, he just announced he is going to be releasing his third album. It's self-titled. It's called Russell Dickerson, November 4th. He also shared the album cover and the track list. There's 15 songs. He wrote every single one. It includes his brand new single, She Likes It, um, that features Jake Scott. He also released a new song Friday that will also be on there called I Wonder. So you can hear that. See the track list, B105Country.com. And then tonight, this is way past my bedtime, but I will be watching tomorrow. Sam Hunt, he's going to make his television debut of Water Under the Bridge. He'll be on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. That is on at 10.35 p.m. And if that is just simply too late for you, well, I can relate to that. Um, It'll be up on our website tomorrow, B105Country.com. But always fun to see Sam Hunt because I feel like he just kind of like... I don't know. He's very private. He disappears. We don't hear much from him. So you can check that out. We'll recap it tomorrow. And there's Lawrence Country. It's 841. Morgan Wallen, you proof on The Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. Today, mostly cloudy. Otherwise, not much going on. A high of 70, which is nice. And we might see a sprinkle or two. But man, this story is out of control. Now, it's probably just a drunk fight. Um, Definitely not the way to go to concert. But a brawl broke out at an Alan Jackson concert over the weekend in Glendale, Arizona, after a guy punched an old man. Now, let me just say this. That was the headline. This man, I don't think he looks that old, but the guy that punched him was like a young kid, probably, I don't know, low 20s, because he seemed to have been drinking. So basically, what happened was Alan Jackson was singing Where I Come From, an iconic song, and we don't really like know what happens because somebody started filming right when the fight broke out, so we don't know what started it, but it looks like the older man turned around and told the younger man something that hurt his feelings because he walked right up and then punched The guy in the face. Now, the way that the seats are is like a normal concert. So the younger man is kind of standing above the older man. Basically, the older man was stunned by the blow. And then the younger man just didn't think one punch was enough. So then he started, you know, punching him a few more times. A bunch of others jumped in. Then a woman got involved and started hitting the younger guy over the head with a beer can. The girlfriend convinces him to leave, but the older man wanted more. So he followed him down the stairs and kept the fight going. Finally, the younger man and his girlfriend leave. But apparently, everybody was on the older man's side. So you can see that. There's some video of it all over the internet. But just don't get drunk and fight at a concert. I don't think there's anything worse than being at a concert surrounded by super drunk people that are like yelling or fighting or just being jerks. So do not be this jerk. There is your TED Talk for today. Coming up, we're going to Breakfast Club with Ken and Lauren. Cloudy today, a few sprinkles possible, and a high of 70. Ken actually sent me this over the weekend. This is amazing. Do you remember back? It, it says 2014. I remember when this was going around. The Ice Bucket Challenge. And it was this thing on social media that you did where you poured a bucket of ice water over your head, and it was all to raise money 
for ALS. Well, now the money that was raised from the Ice Bucket Challenge has helped to fund a new ALS drug, which is just absolutely amazing. So the ALS Association said that $2.2 million of the funds that were raised from the Ice Bucket Challenge went into funding the development and the trial of a new drug that the FDA just approved this week. Um, ALS is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And the ALS Association said, we thank the millions of people who donated and participated and enabled us to invest in promising therapies that will immediately help people living with ALS. This is a victory for the entire community. So it obviously is not a cure, but it does drastically slow down the effects. And so that's just incredible. Now, $115 million was raised from this trend, and this was just a small portion. So imagine what could happen in the future with all of the funds. So I just thought that was sweet. I never did the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, um, but I kind of wish that I did. I don't even know why I did it. But anybody who took part, you are part of our group of angels today. So thank you. Pat yourself on the back. And like I said, I'm excited to see.